Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. And here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we have added question box to hear our community's thoughts on our episodes, polls to ask questions on what they think, and so much more. We highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey everyone, bienvenidos a So Violento, So Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Y hoy Dee les contará de un caso que sucedió en Omaha, Nebraska. Doctors are sworn to the Hippocratic Oath when they begin their residency in medicine. Physicians pledge to prescribe only beneficial treatment according to his or her ability and judgment, to refrain from causing harm or hurt, and to live an exemplary personal and professional life. But what happens when a doctor does not refrain from causing harm or hurt, but actually kills for revenge? This is a case of Anthony Garcia. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tengan cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. When I came in, I'm sure it was right there in the, in the hallway between back door from So the first thing I, you know, I just said, where's Tom? I think I yelled out, Tom. Do you have any idea who or why somebody would do something like this? Honestly, I've been just racking my brain. I mean, I live a very peaceful existence, uh, almost ridiculously simple. Have any patients that are upset with you? Uh, yeah. Okay, now is that as far as I know? Oh, all right. Honestly, how I, about your wife? I don't know. I, I mean, usually not. On March 13, 2008, in the small town of Dundee, Omaha, Nebraska, 11-year-old Tom Hunter was returning home from school around 3 p.m., where he was being taken care of by 57-year-old Shirley Sherman. Shirley Sherman would occasionally visit the Hunter home to clean and take care of Tom since he was the youngest of four siblings. Both Tom's parents were doctors that worked at Creighton University Hospital. And on the day of March 13th, Tom's mother, Dr. Claire Hunter, was in Hawaii attending a uh, conference 
and his father, William Hunter, was working at the hospital and wouldn't be back home until later that evening. When Dr. William Hunter arrived at the household, he encountered a gruesome scene. He entered the house. He entered the house and found Shirley's body in the hallway with a knife sticking out of her neck. Dr. William Hunter started calling out for Tom, and he heard no responses. As he walked towards the end of the house and turned to the dining room, he saw his son stabbed to death with a knife of his own kitchen. That's like it's lo, the Lomas, the worst feeling a parent can have. Estar caminando y and just walking through that hallway and thinking. I hope he's okay. Exactly. Espero yeah. mi hijo esté bien. Yeah, like, exactly. Es, it's like es algo que un padre ni una madre deberían de to like to experience. Okay, it's llegas a tu casa después de trabajar like especially as a doctor trabajas largas horas estás viendo pacientes todo el día y lo único que quieres es llegar a tu casa y estar con tu familia y al llegar a tu casa lo primero que ves es a your housekeeper stabbed to death and the only hope you have is for your child to be okay yeah esa imagen Yeah. Y esos segundos, me imagino, para el papá fueron eternos. Sí. Oh, man. During the investigation, police officers in- interviewed William and asked who would be capable of murdering Tom and his housekeeper. They interviewed and asked, you know, did, did you have any neighbors that were, you know, at, like, that didn't like you? Did you have any patients that wanted some sort of like revenge against you? Did you have anybody that would be capable of causing harm to your wife, to you, to your son? And he said no. De que, de que, de lo que él sabía, he didn't have any enemies. He didn't know of anybody that would want to cause him harm. Then they went ahead and looked at Shirley. And they investigated her. They investigated her family. The only person that might have wanted to cause any harm to Shirley would have been her daughter's ex-boyfriend. But when they investigated the situation, he had a t- tight alibi, so they they knew it wasn't him. So they went back into the case, and they started looking at Tom. During the time that Tom was getting out of school... The first thing he did was go into the house and start playing his Xbox Xbox 360. Detectives automatically assumed that Tom was probably playing video games online and started to talk to people in chat rooms and maybe had an argument with somebody online and maybe that person wanted to attack Tom. When they interviewed um, William about this, he said that Tom wasn't involved in life chatting with other people. That he actually had only this small group where he would go online called Y Village. And it was mostly for kids that were that were like preteens or like younger. So not like the violence video games or like, you know, those live chat rooms where kids are fighting other adults or like whatever so it was mostly kid oriented so they scratched that off the list so they had to restart again and had nowhere to go their their theory literally just fell apart at that moment and for five years the case went cold on the day of the murders neighbors gave a detailed description of the person that they had seen leave the hunter's home that day Witness told police that an olive-skinned man had visited the hunter home and that they had seen a Honda CRV in the area with with out-of-state plates. So it was a weird car for that neighborhood. The only thoughts that detectives had was that perhaps Dr. William Hunter or his wife had been the intended targets and because they weren't home, 
they attacked Shirley and Tom. Five years later, on May 14, 2013, movers, movers showed up to Dr. Roger Brumbach and his wife Mary's home. But when they knocked on the door of the home, nobody answered. They kept calling them and they kept calling them and they kept getting no answers. So one of the movers decided to go around the house to see if they would see anybody. And when the guy approached the front door, he noticed that there was a slight open opening to the front door and there was a gun clip laying right in front of the doorway. When he saw that, he automatically found it suspicious and he called the police department for a welfare check on the Broombacks. Police found Roger Broomback had been shot right at the doorway and stabbed again with knives that were within the home. They walked further into the household and found Mary and she was also stabbed to death and a knife stuck on her neck. Entonces, los, los mismos patrones que en el primer crimen. Exactly. Okay. So they automatically assume that it was the same scenario where the the victims were found by surprise and were stabbed to death with knives sticking to the neck. And, you know, like any knife attack, there was just blood everywhere. And they tried their best to find any sort of evidence. But sadly, they didn't see any trace of like footprints or any evidence within like the knives or anything. So the only real thing that they had was the gun clip as possible evidence. But they knew that it was very similar to what had happened five years ago. As soon as detectives started taking hold of the case, they realized that Dr. Roger Brumbach and Dr. William Hunter both worked at Creighton University Medical Center and realized that both of the cases might have been linked. Four days after the Brumbach murders, police learned that another physician from Creighton University Medical Center was also attacked. But this time it was an attempted, attempted break-in to her home. Luckily, she wasn't home during that time, and the alarm seemed to scare off the suspect from the home. That's when the investigators knew that there was something within the connection between the murders in 2008, the murders that happened in 2013, and then the ones that happened that same day of the attempted burglary. So they went back to Creighton University Medical Center and decided to look through their records to see if there was anything suspicious within their records to see if there's any possible connection and why they might be attacking these um, doctors. When detectives did a deep dive in Creighton University, one file in particular stood out for officials. Dr. Anthony Garcia had been terminated from the program in 2001 due to unprofessional conduct conduction towards another resident within the same program. Also, records show that Dr. Broomback received a complaint from the mortuary on Dr. Anthony Garcia that he had conducted a um, autopsy where he actually placed the body of the patient upside down. So when it comes to autopsies, you're supposed to keep the patient um, facing up. So you can't leave them upside down because when you leave them upside down, um, all that weight and the blood goes straight down to where it's facing and it'll start causing um, disformation. So when he left the patient upside down and they took him to the mortuary, the face was already distorted. And when when you do your residency, not that I know, but based on what I was reading, 
it's something common for doctors to know these kind of things. They're supposed to know what to do, what not to do. And Dr. Anthony basic Garcia... basic steps. Yeah. They should Dr. know that. Dr. Anthony Garcia didn't do this. So when Dr. Broomback sent this email to Dr. William Hunter, they realized that they had to do an investigation and see in detail why why this happened. So when they investigated you know his his profile and everything they realized that he didn't have the knowledge to be a doctor and what because he's a a resident so you're you know basically doing your hours in order to become a doctor they said he didn't have the qualifications and he already had so many uh, things on his record that showed he wasn't qualified to be a doctor because he wasn't grasping the knowledge that was to to, to be in this profession. So in that moment, Dr. William Hunter and Dr. Roger Broomback signed a letter of res- uh, resignation for Dr. Anthony Garcia. Y esos dos doctores que firmaron eran los del caso, del primer caso del, y el segundo. Uh-huh. Dr. Uh, William Hunter and el papá de Tom. El niño, yeah. Y, y the housekeeper, Shirley uh, Sherman, era su, su housekeeper de yeah. Dr. Mm-hmm. William Hunter. And then doc, uh, Dr. Roger Broomback era el que firmó su resignation. Y, y su wife que estaba yeah. en la misma yeah. casa. Yeah, los que mataron. Yeah. Yeah, so everything links back to Anthony. To him, yeah. Yeah. During his residence... During his residency, Anthony Garcia complained to Dr. William Hunter about Dr. Chandra Butra, a professor that humiliated, degraded, and insulted Anthony Garcia during his residency in the hospital. Anthony Garcia had such a grudge against Dr. Butra, uh, Butra that because, you know, because when you're in this field, they give you an evaluation, right? of telling you, like, oh, what they do right, what did they do wrong, and stuff like that. Well, during this evaluation, she gave him a horrible uh, evaluation. She started saying that he wasn't approachable, that he, you know, didn't know this, didn't know that, and that infuriated Anthony Garcia. So she kind of also had a hand during his uh, termination, and the person who was the one that had an attempted burglary was actually Dr. Butra. So yeah, it was Anthony. <laughs> so, hey, they, so, wow, so they it's started. So crazy that when it starts like to make sense, right? It's so crazy. It's like That's a puzzle. Like, yeah, I like bet they feel like so excited that they were like so close to it. Like the like yeah. the authorities, they were like were on him. Exactly. So this this was like this was kind of like the final puzzle piece. Like, you know, the first murders were because were from Dr. William. The second murders were for Dr. Rogers. And now it was for Dr. Butra. So they started to get closer to solving this case. But when they looked further into Dr. Anthony Garcia's record, they realized that this wasn't the first time he was trying to get his medical license. Back in 1999, he was dismissed from his residency in a hospital in New York City because of the same things. He was having issues with knowing basic knowledge within the field of of medicine. So he was let go and he couldn't get his license in, in New York. So he was let go of the program. And then he went to other states in order to get his his resident his uh license, medical license. And he was also let go of those programs. So the more he tried to become a doctor, the the more he kept getting let go because he was basically fucking up the whole the whole process. After being denied his medical license in Creighton University Hospital, he tried to apply for residencies in states um, away from from um, from Creighton, from Nebraska. 
And in those states, they, you know, they saw his letters, they saw his um, reasons to not, uh, to, you know, quitting his previous jobs. And when they run his record, the letter would come up of, of them, uh, you know, terminating his residency in Creighton. And that would automatically revoked his permission to get his license in other states. So this this made him upset. During the investigations, detectives found out that Anthony Garcia had registered a gun under his name. Shortly after finding out about the gun, they somehow found the gun 20 miles away from where Anthony actually lived in Indiana. When they found the gun, they realized that the gun and the gun clip that they had found in the broomback's home was exactly the same. It was a match. So they already had another part of the puzzle when to, to find him uh, guilty. ¿Qué más pruebas necesitan? Right? Exactly. Like everything points to... To him. Yeah. Also, they had found surveillance footage of him at a liquor store buying beer right after the Brumbach murders. And in that same day, they found that he was at a local wing stop buying food. So everything points to him being in Nebraska, in Mm -hmm. Omaha, during the time of the murders. So they automatically thought, you know what? We have to go find this guy. And they go to uh, Indiana and go to his home and try to raid his home. And when they get there, he's not there. So they start pinging his phone records to see where he's heading to. And it turns out that he was on his way to Illinois. So officers go and find his location and arrest him. When he gets pulled over, they realize that he's drunk. He's completely wasted and he's driving down the highway. When they arrest him, they open up his trunk and they find another gun. They find bullets in in the in the trunk. They find a sledgehammer and a crowbar, all in his vehicle. Yep. He quería ser doctor. Yeah. He but... was very persistent, like de ir a estado en estado tratando de ver quién quién lo dejaba, like who would let him but... work. But that's not that's all. Crazy. That's not all that they found. Well, first of all, qué bueno que nos hizo doctor. Exactly. We don't need people like that. Exactly. Jesus. But they also found a couple more items in his car. Mm. They found a lab coat, a white lab coat, a doctor, the ones uh-huh. that doctors wear. They found a stethoscope and a badge to Louisiana Hospital where he worked for almost six months. <laughs> but they all, when they, when they, um, they ran his record, uh, it shows that he was dismissed from that hospital beca- because his license was revoked once again. So it, he was just trying oh, so hard to get yeah. his, his license, his medical license. After being arrested, investigators actually went into Anthony's home and raided his home. And this is the most insane part to me because when they arrived to the home, they saw his Ferrari parked right in front of his house, like right in the driveway. But when they entered the home, it was completely ransacked. There was no food in the fridge. There was no furniture. He was literally working off of a folded, like one of those plastic tables Uh and folding chairs. 
He was working out of that. He was sleeping on like a mattress on the floor. He was, uh, he, it literally was a mess. The whole house was a mess based on the photos. So on the outside, he had a Ferrari right in front of his home, <laughs> trying to give the illusion that oh, he yeah. that he was a doctor and he had money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you went inside the home, it literally looked abandoned and like just trash. Quería yeah. esa imagen de ser oh soy doctor and yeah <sighs> exactly. When they were looking through his stuff, they realized that he had insurance policies and that he wasn't willing to stay in that house for long for much longer he was losing his home and he was literally running out of money so his next plan was to either drive up to canada and try his opportunities up there or drive down to louisiana and somehow get his way down to the gulf of mexico and escape through there. Hmm. So after doing all these murders and trying to, you know, find his way out of the United States, those were his two options. I know, it's pretty fucking insane. <laughs> two weeks before the first murder, Anthony had had tried to get a license in Louisiana and got rejected. Then he tried to get his license in Illinois in 2012, but it got denied, and then six months later, he went and did his second murder and tried to break into the the home of the, the third doctor. So it showed that he, every single time he got denied um, his medical license, he got angry because of what happened in Omaha and decided yeah, he blamed to those three doctors. He decided to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Por culpa basically. de ellos. No, soy un doctor. No. I'm not a doctor. It's yeah. you, Anthony. It's, it's, it's your fault. Exactly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So that's how they realized that there was a connection between his actions and the murders that he committed. In the trial, prosecutors presented a massive amount of evidence, including credit card records, cell phone records, and everything that placed Anthony in Omaha the day of both of the murders. One of the key witnesses that actually was a big part of the case was of the the testimony of Cecilia Hoffman, an exotic dancer that worked at the local strip club in Terra, Indiana. So in the city that that, um, Anthony was actually living in, he would go to this strip club all the time. He would choose her as a specific dancer Mm -hmm. and would... Like he was infatuated with her, so he constantly would go to that place in order, you know, to feel appreciated because he was a doctor and he had a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, it is also said that um, the DJ at that club he would recognize him right before he would enter like the parking lot of the drive of the strip club and announce. Here comes Dr. Tony into this, like, into the microphone when he would, like, arrive. Oh, ese sentía el, el rey, like, oh, man. I thought you were mm-hmm. going to say que llegaba al club with his lab coat on. Oh, casi, casi. Lo único que le faltaba. Es lo que le faltaba, yeah. Nomás que llegara con su lab coat y el testicle, yeah. boom, yeah. ya llegó el doctor a la, al strip club. Es, era tanto eso de que esa, like, that recognition to be, like, I'm a doctor and not being able to get his license because of 
por culpa de otros doctores. Like, that enraged them. Yeah, they did. It was so easy for him to blame three other people when it was his behavior. Exactly. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, according to the Omaha World, World Herald, he wanted everyone to know that he was a doctor. That he had a he had all these nice things and he had that nice luxury life of a doctor. Cecilia Hoffman explains that she knew that Anthony Garcia was infatuated with her, so she knew that he like wanted to like try to attempt to date her from the end of 2012 to the beginning of 2013, and she felt like he was weird and she just kind of wanted to kind of let him down easy so she ends up giving him a lap dance and she ends up telling him you know dr tony you're really nice you're really sweet but you know what i'm into bad boys and i'm a bad girl and you aren't you know you're too nice for me that was like you know the way that she was trying to let him down easy Mm -hmm. (laughs) during court testimony in 2012 she explained that Anthony Garcia confessed to her and she said, quote, I wasn't as good as he thought he was. He said he killed people before. He said, I killed a young boy and an old woman. Quote. End quote. But at the moment when this happened, when he told her this, she didn't really think much of it until May of 2013 right after the Brubeck murders happened. And she decided to tell authorities what he had confessed to her during her time at the strip club. So imagine... Wow. He, he felt like he was this doctor and then confessed to, a, to this exotic dancer that, no, yeah, I'm a bad boy. That I'm a bad guy. I... I killed people. Like, are you kidding me? Y después de que le contó esto, fue y, y mató a dos personas más. Yeah. Yeah. Because he como got... Para enseñar, oh, here, I'm a bad boy, see? Yeah. Like, yeah. no. Exactly. So that testimony and that, the fact that, that they knew him at the strip yeah. club was a key note into the... And to, the, to take it as a confession for, for this case. Qué bueno que ella le dijo eso, porque eso fue lo que a él, por eso él le dijo a ella la verdad. Yeah, because like, to me it's so amazing to think that, that things like this happen. Yeah. Where they easily confess to, to mm-hmm. an exotic dancer or to a sex worker sometimes these crimes because they want to feel like they want to feel some sort of appreciation by them. I feel glorified. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. The jury found him guilty in 2016, but they delayed his court hearing to 2018 due to the concerns in Anthony Garcia's mental health. So when you see videos of Anthony Garcia or even Google his name, the first thing that you see is him in an orange like jumpsuit, like a jail jumpsuit, mm-hmm. sleeping in the courthouse, like in the courtroom. So he's like completely zoned out of it. He's asleep. He's like, todo like, como like not cap, like mentally capable of holding a conversation or even staying awake during the court hearing. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures. He's just like, yeah, out of it. He's completely out of it. He in during his court hearing in 2008, he was actually brought into the courtroom in a wheelchair, asleep. I know. Huh. It, and they and during the during the um, court hearing, like he had no no physical reaction to anything. To like the murderers, to them talking about anything. He didn't have any reaction. It's almost like he just zoned out and checked out. But in 2018, after you know being evaluated, he like the jury, well, the 
judge determined that he was actually ment- mentally capable of standing trial. And that's when they sentenced him. After about seven hours of deliberation, a Nebraskan jury found Anthony Garcia guilty of four counts of first-degree murder and four counts of use of a deadly weapon and one count of attempted murder. During the final testimony, Fernando Garcia, Anthony's brother, said in court, We just want the victim's family to know that we pray for them. We feel their pain. We're sorry those things took place. We're not an evil family. We hope they find peace somehow. Hmm. That's that's definitely very deep for 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 a murderer's family to say, you know. Well, yeah, it's good. Imagine, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine what they felt finding out how my brother did this. Exactly. And during many of these inter- like any uh, these articles, it shows that um, the mother was actually holding hands with um, the father during this whole court hearing, and you, they just said that you could just see the pain in her eyes during the court hearing. Shirley Sherman's son, Jeff, told People Magazine, To this day, I still can't understand how somebody can just do that to another human being over a job. And Tom Hunter's older brother, Tim Hunter, told People Magazine, I guess it provides some sort of closure, but I'm not sure if it gives me such satisfaction. It's kind of a sad reason to murder. As far as justification for a murder, it's pretty pathetic. It is. There's no, there's no reason. There's, it doesn't justify. Lo que hizo. Quitarle la vida a cuatro personas por, por el comportamiento de él. Exactly. And to like, to go back into the case and try to figure out if there was anything really mentally wrong Mm -hmm. with Anthony Garcia. A lot of the videos and documentaries and articles that I read don't really go in depth into it, but I did encounter one specific video where they talk more in depth about his life. And it turns out that as a child, he really had issues um, learning um, a lot of a lot when he was younger in school. So he had uh, like this mental Una, una, una discapacidad mental. So like he was, a learning disability? Yeah, so he was really, it, it was really for, hard for him to like read and yeah. understand what he was reading and understand like certain words. So English mm-hmm. wasn't his strongest suit, but he was really good at math. He was really good at numbers. And growing up, he was really infatuated with trying to become a mathematician. But during his time growing up, his mother was actually a nurse, like when he was growing older. And she said if she was a man, that she would be able to become a doctor because she was really smart. And hearing that over and over again as he was growing older, that kind of got into his head. That he needed to become a doctor in order to get that approval from his mother but that when he got older he realized that he didn't he couldn't hold that capability of of learning so he told his mom that he wanted to become a mathematician and his family like disproved of it oh no so he was like well i guess i need to become a doctor and when he went into medical school they, you know, a lot of the professors were like, you're not going to pass. And he kept passing all his courses with like a D or a C. So he literally became like a C grade doctor and just kept passing the line until he couldn't get his medical license anymore. And that's why it makes sense that a lot of the basic knowledge that he needed to learn to become a doctor he didn't understand and he didn't gravitate towards it because it, it it just mentally he just couldn't he couldn't keep that knowledge in his brain 
but according to like any specific diagnosis they just don't know exactly what he had they just know that he had a mental like tenía una, men una discapacidad mental to learn certain things yeah but but based on like evaluations he did have something mentally wrong with him they just never explained anywhere of the articles okay. what he actually had I mean, ya con todo eso, it makes sense. Porque, como dijiste, no estaba pasando... Porque los doctores daban esos tipos de... Like, commentary on his evaluation. Like, it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense. It, it, it's just... It's hard because... Si tenía un, un trastorno así, una... Uh, discapacidad de aprendizaje. Es algo que... Uno quisiera que algo así lo encontraran temprano en las escuelas para poder ayudarle a él porque imagino que en un futuro si él hubiera tenido bueno en un, un pasado antes si hubiera alguien lo hubiera ayudado en la escuela le hubieran dado los los servicios necesarios he would have been as an, as an adult he would have known how to manage things yeah. how to maybe study differently like he would have been able to understand himself better but he couldn't also I also feel like if he if her if his family was a little bit more acceptance accepting yeah. when it when it came to what he his actually career. Liked, yeah mm -hmm. yeah exactly. i think he would have gone a different direction and actually succeed yeah. a lot better he than want to be disappointment yeah like he didn't mm -hmm. want to be the disappointment with like his family but at the same time it's like why force yourself to do something that you know you're not good at but but you know try to become something that that you actually enjoy doing para que la, para, he wanted to be accepted. He did. Y eso me imagino que hasta su autoestima también estaba baja. Yeah. There's like so much going on. It doesn't justify what he did. Of course like not. Him going around and killing people because of this, that's not right. He shouldn't exactly. have done that, but I, but as we can see. Yeah. That, it that, could like, have been prevented. Yeah. It could have. And the, uh, y la, las es cuando ves cosas así que dices a veces es, eh, cosas así pasan por, por porque no por cosas mentales que no que necesitamos abrir ese esas oportunidades a, a los a los menores y tratar de ayudarlos en aprender lo, como ellos necesitan aprender pero también es aceptar cuando los hijos no, they're not good at certain things and not force them to do something that they're not good at. Like, if your kid is good at drawing, let them become an artist. If your kid is good at numbers, let them become an accountant or a mathematician. Like, it's not your dream. Yeah. It's their dream. Don't project your dream yeah. Yeah, to your children. And I feel like a lot of people, like especially like in Hollywood, that their parents wanted to become actors, actresses, dancers, singers... And instead of, you know, they feel like they lost their chance, they project it on their child and force it on them and have them become these mega superstars and become momagers to them and, like, abuse of them financially and ruin their lives. It, it's, it's a cycle, and it's like, you, your kid is not responsible to live your dreams. Like, let them live their own life and have their own career and have their own choices. And sadly, this this was this is one of the cases where things just take an automatic turn, and and it becomes a downward spiral where they start blaming other people for their 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 success or their failures. I'm putting out my little voice and saying, "Well, Dr. Tony, I only like bad boys. I'm a bad girl. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't handle a girl like me." And then that's when he told me. He told me I wasn't as good as he thought he was. He said I killed you before. He said, I killed a young boy and an old woman. Closure and just peace to my family. That's about it. That's all I got for you. I have mixed emotions, uh, more for my kids than for myself. But uh, he got what he deserved. And this is the case of Anthony Garcia, the vengeful doctor, or El Doctor Vengati. Um, so, yeah, this is the case for this week. Uh, it's a very lengthy case. Um, I know that Dateline did uh, an episode of this. Um, also, if you watch Law and Order, they did a similar episode to this. Um, 
and there's a couple of books out there about this case so of course I didn't get into full detail or else it, it would be a really long episode but um, if you have any information on this case or would like to put any input on on what I said uh, during this episode um, our platforms were open for you to go ahead and discuss any of, of any opinions on this case um, again you can find us on our socials you can find us on Instagram TikTok and on Twitter at at SBSM underscore podcast or you could find us on um, Facebook by just typing in So You Listen to My Cover Podcast. And our comments are open. Our DMs are open. Um, we like to hear your opinions when it comes to these cases. Um, it, it's really interesting. And, and we like to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, this is the first episode and, of the year. Yeah, this Number is our first episode yeah. of the year. Yeah. So. Happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's happy New Year. It's definitely odd because it's 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 like it, it's our first it's finally 2023. It's, it's weird. El tiempo pasa rápido. Eso sí, porque what 2021? Yes. <laughs> pasa muy rápido el tiempo. I mean, me acuerdo cuando empezó COVID. That year took so forever. long. That year was, was like such a long year. It was bien largo. <laughs> y ahora it's like, it's, ya van a ser tres años. Ya van a ser tres años. Yeah. De, 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 de que se, desde que empezó la pandemia. So of course, we're still in it. We're still trying to figure yeah. it out. But, you know, we're trying to figure out our new normal. And um, yeah. yeah, happy new year, guys. Um, we hope you guys had a wonderful uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Y que la semana de regreso al trabajo lo estén pasando bien. Porque we know how difficult it is. Um, y cuando hagan sus, like, your goals, your, you know, your, what's it called? The resolutions. Resolutions. Please make realistic ones. Yes. Don't over push yourself. Be realistic. Es mejor ser realista and make realistic goals and actually be able to accomplish them than making, yeah. like, an over, like, a huge goal that you're, like, by the first week of January, you're, like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like... If you want to get, you know, back into your, you know, healthy routine, make baby steps. Little Don't by little. Yeah. Binging. You can do it. And like cutting everything out. If you want to, you know, start a podcast, do small little steps yeah. too. You know, you could do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it is, make make small baby steps to achieve yeah. them. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. And and you can do it just you know don't don't be hard on yourself you're a work yeah. in progress and your resolutions are a work in progress as well yeah. um and also if it helps do a vision board i'm doing that this week so nice you know uh if if you guys want to know how to do that you know let me know and i'll show you guys <laughs> don't make a reel <laughs> i know i make a, i'll make a reel for you guys but yeah. yeah uh yeah the happy new year hope uh everything went well and like ali said um small baby steps for your resolutions realistic resolutions are the best ones yeah and the ones that you hold on the longest exactly. so, uh, we'll push through definitely so um let us know what are your resolutions i know yeah um, let us know i'm, I'm interested uh leave them, right? in the comment, leave them in the comment sections of our instagram and uh yeah we, we, my resolution is ya no tomar cafe nah, yeah, no. right. you're not gonna do that <laughs> I literally had one cup of coffee today and I felt like I was dying. So I need no, more. Not stop. No, that's one thing I can't let go. Exactly. Pero están diciendo que el café alarga la vida. So sí. I'm going to live a very long life. Very long, apparently. I need one of those big cups of coffee. Those are big that's mugs. That's like mugs. Yeah. Have you seen those big mugs before? Yeah. Like they're like yeah. the size of your head. Yeah. I'm going to get you one of those. Te borraron para el día de it's full of knowledge okay it's full of knowledge and intelligence and so much wisdom so there you go yep (laughs) um but yeah uh thank you guys for tuning in um Mm -hmm. and thank you guys for listening and hopefully you guys keep listening throughout the new year and um we're so excited to hear you guys thoughts and opinions and uh, resolutions and um you got some big news though yeah, we finally set a date for the end of season two. So, <laughs> I know. It's sad, but 
you know, we need a break. <laughs> we need a break. Um, so starting January 26th, that's going to be the end of season two. And um, we're going to start off season three on March 2nd. Yes. So, um, yeah, be prepared for season three. Uh, no nos vamos a ver todo el mes de febrero. I know. Enjoy mm. uh, your little break without us. We might drop a mini episode here and there if uh, we have any updates on current cases. Um, but we will take a, a break mm -hmm. for that month. Um, we're trying to work on a longer case. So, yeah. Um, and we have a lot of like surprises for season three. I know. We have collaborations in yeah. the upcoming season. So, mm -hmm. uh, we're excited for that. And um, let us know if you want us to collaborate with anybody in specific. Uh, drop a comment or a DM yeah. and let us know who you mm -hmm. want us to see collaboration with. Um, and we'll see if we can make it happen. Um, but yeah, that's that's us. That's the news so far, right? Yeah. Do we have anything yeah, else? Yeah, tenemos, no, entonces después de este episodio tenemos tres más. Y... Yeah. No nos escucharán por un mes. Bueno, you'll still in Instagram, TikTok, we'll still be there. We'll still be posting things, but um, the episodios no vamos a cubrir el mes de febrero. Pero como dijo D, unless there's a case um, that needs updates, we'll make sure we post something. Yeah, definitely. So you'll have around, as of today, you'll have 55 episodes to catch up on um, if you want to listen to us during our February break. Um, but yeah, um, we will count down to the last episode of season two. Yeah. But yeah. Gracias por el apoyo. Thank you so much for Thank all you. your support. Uh, yep. Please rate, review, and subscribe because that helps us a lot. I know it's a repetitive thing that a lot of podcasts say, but it does help. It, it mm -hmm. keeps us in the charts and it helps us grow. Yeah. And um, we really do need that. <laughs> y también gracias a, I, han visto personas, no voy a decir nombres, um, just for, you know, confidentiality purposes, pero um, there's listeners out there who have been sharing their stories to us. Um, their specific, you know, cases that trigger or bring, you know, that re people relate to. So I really want to thank all those listeners who que nos mandan un mensaje and who are vulnerable and share their stories thank you we know it's not easy and thank you for trusting us and for being open with us and um you guys all know that in whatever way we can help we will help we will be there definitely. to support you definitely um and hopefully within this new season we could have all of our um links to any uh helpful information on our link tree so you guys could find um any resources a lot more easier uh we know that you know that could always be helpful yeah. um to to anybody that needs it so hopefully in the new season we could we could start updating our stuff with that but uh for now yeah. thank you guys so much for the support um thank you guys for listening we appreciate it and uh we love you guys and uh take care les mandamos un abrazo. Yep. And uh, bye. Bye. Stay spooky.